0: Welcome to the very first episode of Sandlot Social Club. My name is Adam. I am your host. The Sandlot season is here, and I don't know about you, but I can't wait to get back on the field. Sandlot baseball, for those listening that don't already know, is a style of baseball that's community based, inclusive, and focuses on having fun and creating access to the greatest and most beautiful game to ever exist. This podcast will spotlight the people of Sandlot in conversation about the game they play and love. Of course, we'll also take you inside Sandlot, we'll take you to games, we'll take you to practices. I play with the Capital City Cobras. It's my second year returning to the sport. I'm a diehard New York Mets fan. I'm an outfielder. I love tracking down fly balls. I love the sounds of baseball. And I want every episode of this show to feel like baseball. So don't be surprised by the sudden crack of a bat or the shout of a third base coach telling you to head home. Anyhow, let's get right into it. Our first episode is really great. I chatted with Seth Kessler, Skip, longtime manager of the Cobras, about the podcast, being a manager, and his life in Sandlot. For this conversation, our backdrop is Patterson Park on a Sunday morning where a group of ball players that call themselves the Breakfast Club run practice nearby.
1: So when I was finishing my degree, I listened to Magic Baseball from East to West Coast, and that's how I wrote every night. So I ended up with the Cardinal game in the middle and ended up with Vince Scully all the time. Oh, uh, nice. So that's, like, how I was starting the East Coast, and then the Cards game would start, and then I listened to Mike Shannon, and then uh, and then I'd listen to Jack Buck. Or, sorry, Jack Buck was the old Cardinal thing, but I'd listen to Vince Scully out there at the Dodgers game, and that's how, like, it was, like, my writing process. Yeah. So, like, the sounds of baseball has always been, like, so beautiful oh, to me. So, and what I, what I really realized is the relationship you start having with baseball yeah whether it's good or bad or ugly (laughs) yeah yeah. and i think what sandlot has done is allowed some people to reconnect with it and you know having different experience than what their final experience was with it you know what Mm -hmm. i mean those stories and those relationships i think we're going to hear from a lot of people and i think there's going to be really like genuine and you know cool So like when you first joined the squad, what were you? What surprised you the most?
0: Like it was a, a baseball team unlike any other baseball team I'd been on before.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Changed the paradigm a little bit, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You mentioned people kind of returning to their desire to play baseball. I guess I didn't really realize what was going on, but I think throughout 2020, 2021. And- You know, as I'm sitting at home alone, this urge started to return to me. Mm. And I think part of it was the solitude, probably, in a (laughs) sense, you know, like, I need to get out of here. I want to be outside. (laughs) And I knew about Sandlot. I hadn't quite become aware that there had been so many new teams that Mm -hmm. had kind of, like, formed over the years. I knew about the Hardineros, Y'all, and Playboys, and some of the earlier teams, Mm -hmm. but I kind of it seemed to happen like over the course of 2020. I was like, oh, there's a team in South Austin And then there's the Senators and then there's this other, you know, these other right. teams playing and And I was like, oh shit, like there are are a lot more teams now than there were ten years ago
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that's funny like so like I said, like everybody's like and that's kind of how it happens right? you see it and then you're thinking like yeah, oh, I could do that. And It was weird in Austin So we were the third team and we started in f- 2014, right? So yeah. we're like we're now in our eighth year or something crazy yeah and uh like at that time it was just the hard narrows and playboys and then like a couple years after that three more teams show up you know like form and then then we got up to hell where we're at now you know in the teens which you know as we always want to you know believe in like inclusive baseball regardless of you know gender skill you know history with the game or whatever you know like you want to play baseball and you're not a dick let's fucking play some baseball yeah 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 yeah, yeah. (laughs) you know it's just uh Let's
0: do it. Let's like... I feel like everybody has a different game day routine, game day hmm. personality. What, what are you doing on game day?
1: So first thing in the morning, I used to be, uh, you know, we use slack for our communication. So I, I would always send out some kind of, some kind of, you know, message about how I'm already pumped for the game. It's like yeah. nine in the morning, you know, like just sending it out, like, you know, the squad excited about it. or just like, all right, start thinking about it, talking about it. Try to remind them to hydrate a little bit, you know, because we, we are the team that plays in black and yeah, 120 yeah. degrees. <laughs> and, you know, like, and, you know, start stretching appropriately. And then, uh, and then a the big secret is I immediately I hit up our catchers and make sure they're going to be into the game uh-huh. because finding a catcher on the fly is a little difficult. Yeah,
0: I caught on the fly once. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and as, so as the as experience is, so always hit up the catchers, you know, and catchers in Sandlot are usually the most flighty guys, so they're the hardest ones to track down, you know, because <laughs> they're catchers. But they're awesome. So And, like, we've been really blessed to have really good catchers on our time. And, like, just start doing that and – and you know, do a little bit of promotion to like you know our friends and our fans and stuff. And then I uh, make a mock lineup and of who's going to be there and like start like putting it together and a game plan. It, game plan. Get the beer ice down. Get the water ice down. And then yeah. you know, and then uh, and then get to. I always try to get to the field before the squad. And the best thing about the Covers is, man, is that we show up early and we show up deep at the yeah. Squad. You know, we Yeah, I'm up ready and to get, go in get, the morning. Get ready. Yeah. <laughs> so that's been a lot of my game day plans man it's just like you know getting getting stoked to be there and sending out the flowers to different friends and you know stuff like that and mainly and then get to the field early and just get in the dugout and start stretching and throwing, and then see who's showing up and and what kind of condition they're in on that friday afternoon yeah (laughs) but it's good uh what about you you got a game day ritual yet
0: so like get some calories in there. I try to do the hydrate thing, like start drinking the night before because it just feels better. Yeah. And then stretching. I'm a huge stretcher. I think it's aggressive stretching. I'm an out there, aggressive right? stretcher. Aggressive <laughs> stretcher. I don't grunt, but you're getting. I, right, I should start. I should start grunting while I stretch.
1: Uh, I always bring my jersey on a hanger. Oh I mean, yeah. I always hang it on the thing
0: because that's uh, that's that's great. I like <laughs> I yeah. You know. Because managers used to get dressed up in suits and mm-hmm. stuff. Like, I'm I'm waiting for that, a Sandlot manager to come around and just be, like, dapper as fuck. Yeah,
1: right. You know, yeah. like,
0: in the dugout every game a with, like, County the Mac suit style. and tie. Con- yeah, Connie Mack style. Uh-huh. I think that would be a cool Sandlot personality.
1: I'll tell you what. Give these knees a couple more years and I may put the suit on instead of the jersey. <laughs>
0: One of the things I wanted to talk to Seth about was the history of the Austin Sandlot League and the Cobras. So I asked him about that time when these teams were just becoming teams. I'll
1: never forget the day, like, Will left work, left the Grackle to come to practice, and we were just sitting in practice, and he gets there, Will's always late, you know, so Will shows up, we're all just kind of hanging out, and Will goes, Hey, man, um, this team offered us a game? And uh, we're all just kind of standing there, and we're kind of like looking at each other, like, oh. And then someone in the back, still I don't I don't know who it is to this day, It goes, are we a fucking team? And I think, and it was a real, like, watershed moment in Cobra history, and there's a real poignant question. And we kind of looked around, and we're like, yeah, we'll take that game. Yeah. And then that's just how we started playing baseball, yeah. you know, when, in game forms. And so we, we played the Harden Arrows, scrimmaged the Harden Arrows, and the Harden Arrows, these... These Austin Hard narrows were like real integral in our early development and like just showing like, you know, the kind of, the brand of baseball they were playing and like we yeah. really vibed with that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. really like dug it, you they know. Were kind of like an
0: inspiration, I guess, of sorts. Yeah, or yeah. Like a, yeah. Yeah.
1: And willing to play us too. Willing yeah. to play a bunch of terrible, a bunch of guys who were really bad at baseball at yeah, the time. Yeah. You know, like we're, you know, getting... You know, scoring two runs while allowing 26. You know? <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Yeah. And so, uh, but they really helped us out quite a bit. You know, like we're always grateful for them and the, you know, the playboys to play us originally and stuff like that. But one of the one of the good guys on the Hard Narrows, Steve Hunt, always says if there's a zombie apocalypse, it's Cobras and Hard Narrows together. Oh, <laughs> we got to
0: have a whole conversation about <laughs> what baseball is like in the zombie apocalypse. Well,
1: Back then, too, like, there wasn't a ton of players, and so like, if people needed people, they would just yeah, their yeah. other squads and stuff like that. So when we used to combine with the hard Arrows, we would call ourselves like the Yard Snakes and oh, stuff nice, like that. Oh, nice, nice. And so it's just like, you know, it's just funny to remember those early days.
0: One of my favorite games this past season, I played against the Cobras. <laughs> that was the game I caught. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. that was really fun, because I got to catch everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, all, everybody on our t- team was up there in the box, and I got to see them hit. It, it was really enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I like that vantage point. What
1: so are you looking forward to most of the season?
0: Shit, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to having the Wednesday routine back. Mm. Uh, I mean, I think that was my best favorite day, day favorite week. part, was having, having that practice midweek. I knew I was going to go do that every week. Mm-hmm. I live not far from Patterson's. You know, I, you know on Wednesdays, it's just like, okay, start drinking water, come down. It's hot, you know, it's hot in the summer here. And yeah, that cadence, I don't know, there was something about rediscovering it this past summer. Before giving in to the temptation to join everyone out on the field, Seth and I chatted about what he's up to these days. He recently moved away from Austin, but fortunately for the people in his new home, he hasn't stopped spreading the good word of Sandlot baseball.
1: Where well, I'm up in the mountains now, you know, I've been getting some guys out there, and it's just like, it's like real early Cobra days to me, you know, so it's like seven of us out there, yeah. and, they're, and they're just like trying to convince, like, like this is a thing we could do, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because, you know, they're 45, 40s, you know, and stuff like that, and there's not a huge pool of people out in that small town that want to do it, but like, there's like, so you just go out there and like, have infield and outfield? I'm like, yeah, man, and you know, a couple beers, and they're just like, yeah I want to do that, and yeah, so, so we already got like up to seven now to come out, and we just you know just do that, and then you know, and uh I anticipate it growing more and more, and maybe you know if we ever get twelve, we'll scrimmage four on four on four brother yeah. all day every day, and uh, but it's always funny too, like so I got a friend out there and and he came out and played catch and just like hit some balls, and he's just like, this has been like the most fun I've had in twelve years. And just like going out there and just like having a catch, and you know, hitting some infield and outfield and then just like catching and throwing, man. Yeah. And it's just like it's always like cool to see people's first time out there and, you know, remembering. Yeah,
0: it's yeah, really cool, yeah. You know? Getting that. Yeah, it's a sense memory. Mm-hmm. I think of it as kind of sense memory, like sight, sounds, smells, mm-hmm. all that stuff. I get,
1: and I totally can see that. And, that's, and those are the things that like make up the game, right? You yeah. Know, in addition to the game, everything that's around it. As you say, the sounds of the game are just so wonderful and like, ah, oh. and just like this thing, the indistinct chatter in the other dugout and like the, <laughs> the amount of crazy conversations I've heard in a baseball dugout, just like what in the world? Yeah. But also, whatever. <laughs>
0: That's Seth Kessler, Skip, in a conversation we had at Patterson Park in Austin, Texas. I caught up with him recently. I'd been thinking about the game a lot while putting together this episode. With the Sandlot season about to be underway and professional baseball in crisis, it was hard not to have baseball on the mind. And I wanted to know if Seth had been thinking about the game, too.
1: Oh, yeah, like every day. I guess my juice is reinvigorated about what we do, right? Bringing, bringing our brand of baseball and bringing the Sandlot world back out to show people that there is an alternative, you know, like, and I hope that, uh, I hope a lot of people start doing that, you know, on more of a local level and more of a a level and an engagement level too, you know, when they see like other people out there, you know, they should, you know, people just say like, you know, I can do that. I, I want to do that. That seems cool. And like, I don't have to do it for the millions. I can just do it for the, you know, like, like we always talk about, you know, the camaraderie and just the participation and getting back out there. You know, I think I alluded to it before, man, but you know, when you catch it right on the bat, it's the sweetest thing in the world. And when you, when that ball ends up in your glove and you have no Mm -hmm. idea how it happened and you make the play, I mean, there's there's, there's some sweetness to that in the world.
0: I think that's it right there. (laughs) 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 Baseball for the sake of baseball. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Seth Kessler, for being our first guest. My name's Adam. New episodes of Sandlot Social Club will come out every two weeks as long as there's still a Sandlot season. So please subscribe if you want more stories from the world of Sandlot baseball. We're also on Instagram. You can follow at Sandlot Social Podcast to check us out there. And I wanna hear from you. Send an email or voice memo to sandlotsocialclub at gmail.com. What's baseball doing on your mind? See you on the diamond.